Welcome to the world of Aeora, a news and lore podcast about the Pillars of Eternity games, as well as Obsidian Entertainment's upcoming release, Avowed. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the world of Aeora. I am your host, Eric, aka Gingerino. If you're new to the show, welcome to the show. Happy to have you here at this place. We like to talk about Avowed, Pillars of Eternity, and Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. The reason we pair all those games together is because they share the same fantasy setting known as Aeora. And so, as this show has been going on for the last few years, we've been looking at the lore, the game mechanics, and the designs of Pillars of Eternity 1 and 2 to glean some insights as we make predictions about Avowed as it comes out and just understand the world a little bit better so we can appreciate the nuances of the writing that Obsidian will do for the game when it undergoes release. If this is the first episode that you're jumped on, welcome here. I will point you in the direction of episode 80, which kind of uh, points you in other directions to go in in case you're wanting to learn a little bit more about the lore of the world. Today, we're going to still cover some lore, but we're actually going to be covering a little bit more of a gameplay features today. At least we're going to be talking about some gameplay aspects and kind of speculating about what kind of things we might be seeing. Specifically, what I'm referring to is between all the trailers and the extended footage and all that that we've seen lately, there's actually a number of abilities and magical spells put on display for the game of Avowed. So if you've been following the news on Avowed at all lately, which, you know, uh, the upcoming fantasy role-playing game by Obsidian Entertainment. With all the news we have, there's a lot of abilities to look at that your character can have in the game that they can use within combat and other situations as well. And we've had some helpful posts on Reddit by different users on the abilities that we see and correlating them to abilities that we know about from the Pillars of Eternity games. I especially want to give credit to a user on Reddit named Ordus, O-R-D-U-S-S, they have no, no idea, but they are very helpful in a lot of this stuff. Uh, I know for Avowedcast, they've used a lot of their posts, and for this episode, I'm going to be heavily relying on a couple posts that they have on Reddit. So if you're on Reddit at all, and you happen to see Ordis or their post or anything, give them some love, send them some karma, or whatever it is that we do anymore on Reddit, I don't know. Send some love their way, because uh, they've been very helpful and everything. So today, we're going to be going through the last two trailers looking at the abilities that we see in Avowed that are pulled from Pillars of Eternity. And we're going to be reading about what those abilities are in Pillars of Eternity and speculating on what that might look like within the game itself. As far as news goes, Carrie Patel was featured on another podcast recently, as well as several PC Gamer Mag articles. So, you know, just if you go to PC Gamer and you search Avowed as a, as a searching tag, you'll probably find a whole bunch of stuff about the game. But she was also featured in an interview at the very end of Dropped Frames podcast. It's like two and a bit hours or two and a half hours long. And I think she's in the last 20 minutes or so of that. So if you want to hear some more stuff about Avowed, go head over to Dropped Frames podcast. Uh, take a look at the end of that show or listen to the whole thing. I listened to quite a lot of it and I actually found it pretty enjoyable. Might enter into my rotation. We'll see. I don't really have like two and a half hours to kill every couple of weeks. So, But there was a lot of like... I, I, don't, I don't know. I like the person who interviewed Carrie. I, I really appreciated the questions they asked because they were questions as they relate to things that you and I as gamers will experience on a moment to moment basis. Like they asked about like, is the weather system impactful to gameplay at all? You know, which is not like a huge thing. But to gamers out there, questions like that are, you know, they add to the immersion. And that's something for people to look forward to. Just looking at some of the key points that I thought were interesting, we'll just I, I'm not going to go through the entire podcast and talk about everything, but here's some things that I heard from that that I was really excited about. 
One, that they're going to be featuring arquebuses and, I guess, uh, some form of big pistol, maybe like a blunderbuss. So there, there are going to be two-handed rifles in the game, which is not a surprise, but I personally am actually really excited to see that. Uh, I'm, I'm planning on playing a gun mage in Avowed, so I, I'm excited to see what kind of options I can have in terms of equipment. The story in Avowed will be like other Obsidian titles, and especially like Pillars of Eternity 1 and 2. There are two aspects that are very focused on within stories that are often told in, in Aora. One is grounded in politics, such as nations, factions, etc., and the other is more set in the spiritual or the metaphysical, things along the lines of gods or souls or whatever. If you're interested in learning about the lore of this world in terms of politics or in the terms of the metaphysics of this world, uh, this podcast has lots of episodes in its uh, past to go look at. Again, I recommend checking out episode 80 if you're new, and I point you in the directions of a lot of episodes that would be helpful to jump into for the first time. All the characters in the game, except for the player character, will be fully voice acted, so we have a silent protagonist, which I personally like. That's really nice. The skill trees in the game are going to be mainly combat focused, so the skill trees as we've been discussing them and as they've revealed so far is pretty much just about combat. There isn't like a persuasion skill tree. Now that doesn't mean that there isn't going to be some sort of a progression mechanic for things like that, but we don't know what that is. So as far as we know with like unlocking abilities and skill trees like we see in lots of games, uh, that's combat related only at this point in time. We're supposed to learn more later. If you're wondering how big will Avowed be, you can look at the Outer Worlds as kind of a, a comparable thing for scope. Uh, so in terms of like game length, as well as like exploration and side content, you can look at the Outer Worlds as kind of a model for that. So something akin to that. I'm wondering if it might be a little longer, just because maybe the game is a little bit bigger, but we'll see. So if you're curious about that, the Outer Worlds is a great reference point for that. There's going to be a weapon upgrade system, which is highly recommended to use, but it's definitely not mandatory. As mentioned before, there is a day-night cycle and weather systems. They're not really going to impact your gameplay, but they're just there for the immersion of it. They're just there to make the world seem more real. And that, those are the thing, the highlights that I personally found. There's a lot more in there as well. Like there's no mini games in Avowed. Um, loadouts have switched instantly. Things, uh, abilities that uh, you're like. Uh, your character can be knocked around, right? So that you can be knocked down mid-combat. Like, there's a whole bunch of little details that we got in this interview that you like. You really have to stop and actually listen. So I, I recommend checking it out. Dropped Frames is the podcast, and those were the things that stood out to me. But that all said, let's dive into the content for today's episode. I'm curious, what exactly did you find there? So as I mentioned, my plan on this episode is to go through these trailers that we've had over the last year and dissect the abilities that we see. Now, I've gone through the trailer myself, I'm also using a post on Reddit from Ortis, and I'm using some friends from Avowedcast that they posted in the Discord who pointed out abilities they saw, and I've been looking them up on the Pills of Eternity fandom website so that I can better uh, understand which skills that we're going to see. The exciting thing of the, about this for me is that we're looking at actual skills in the game of Pills of Eternity one and two, and we're looking at actual skills that are going to be in Avowed. And so we can read the description of what these abilities are supposed to be like in Pillars of Eternity, and we can ask the question, okay, how might that translate into a first-person action RPG like Avowed? And we can start to speculate which ones might be further down the line to unlock, what kind of things we might be able to do with those abilities, and just kind of like really get our imaginations going on that. But before I can talk about the abilities and spells of this world, I want to give a little bit of preamble about how abilities and spells can even exist in this world. How is it that people within this world can do supernatural things like pull someone across using 
just seems like the force of will. Pull them across the battlefield towards you, which is a ability called Into the Fray, by the way. Because this world is grounded in a sort of reality. There are rules to how this world works. There is a logic and physics to how this world works. And this is a lore program, after all, so we're going to talk about the lore a little bit behind this. If you want to learn more about magic and spells and all that kind of stuff, check out my episode on magic, which I think is episode 25, as well the episodes on the soul and all that, which is episode 10, I believe, if you're more interested in stuff like that. But I'll do a little overview right here. For those of you who listen to the show for a long time, you're going to know exactly what I'm about to say because I say it all the time, so I'll try to make this brief. Uh, but in the world of Aora, there is this stuff called essence, and the essence is the building blocks of the soul, right? And the soul that you, that you have or that I have or a rock has or a deer has or your friend has, it, th that soul is made up of essence. And essence exists all around you in the world of Aeora. Like I said, it's in the trees, rocks, people. It's in the air all around you. And it, it's really a central theme and talking point for the narratives within Aeora. And when it comes to magic and supernatural abilities, it's the interaction with essence in different forms that make these abilities happen. For example, in playing Pillars of Eternity, there was a class of character called a Chanter. They would have unique abilities. Usually, uh, you could um, associate them with summoning abilities. Like, you could summon a bunch of skeletons to come out of the ground, or you could summon some tentacles to come and whack your enemies if you wanted them. The Chanter doesn't just pull these things out of the ground by sheer for force of will. The Chanter is interacting with essence in some way, shape, or form that's causing these phenomena to happen. In the case of a Chanter, what they are doing is they are chanting chants, which, you know, hence the name Chanter. But what they're doing, specifically with their chants, is that they are appealing to events in history, or they're appealing to some ancient memory that this essence that's floating in the air might quote-unquote remember, at least, or at least that's how I'm understanding it. The idea being that this collective essence that's just in the ambient environment around you has a memory to it, and these memories can be stirred up by repeating the stories of, you know, maybe say like a battle or something like that that happened in the past, and then as you're kind of like building and stirring up this essence around you, you funnel it, if you will, to almost reenact this story that you're telling, and then the essence forms, in the, I guess, in the shape of a skeleton, or somehow makes a skeleton pop out of the ground, maybe animates something that's dead nearby, I don't really know that part, but that's what they do. A chanter stirs the essence around them, and then it kind of reenacts these stories that the chanter is talking about. In the case of a person who is a druid, they specifically tap into essence of nature stuff, right? So there's some difference between essence within a sentient creature like you and me versus essence that's found in trees and rocks. And druids tap into the essence of trees and rocks, and it has a unique flavor to it that ex expresses itself in different forms of spells and abilities. As a last example, there is a kind of class called a cipher, which a lot of people would call the psionics class of Pillars of Eternity, or the psychic kind of warrior. How it works for a cipher is that a cipher's magical focus, if you will, is another person's soul. So a cipher will somehow tap into the essence that's in a target that per that targets essence their soul and they will use that essence 
as the like the anchor point, the focus point for all their magics, which is why a lot of the abilities and spells that you see from a cipher are usually based on attacking the other person's mind or using them as kind of like the central focal point for some sort of like mind wave or psychic explosion. That's why you get those unique flavors. And so as you go through the Pillars of Eternity classes, you see different ways that people in the world can interact with Essence. And it's going to be the same in Avowed. I don't think they'll maybe go to the same level of detail and how it works. We don't really know. But the idea that your character somehow has control of or interacts with Essence in a unique way to allow themselves to perform these abilities is what's going on. So when you see your character in Avowed and they are doing something supernatural, as far as the lore is considered, even if they don't explicitly show it or say it in the game, as far as the lore is considered, your character is interacting with Essence in some way to make that happen. So now, with that said, let's dive into some of the abilities that we see and talk about what that might look like in the game of Avowed. Is an oath worth the weight of a crown? Alright, so I want to mention first off that these are in no particular order. I just looked them up on the Pillars of Eternity Wikipedia fandom uh, in the order I read them, and we're going to be going through them and talking about them and as we go. So the first one I want to talk about is called Amplified Wave. And all of these I'm reading as descriptions from the Deadfire game since it's more recent, and I feel like that will have probably be closer in inspiration to what the developers are working with. Amplified Wave is an ability from Pillars of Eternity 2. It's a 6th level Cypher spell, which means it's pretty high up on the, on the spell list. This is definitely one of the more powerful ones. It's described as follows. Amplified Wave manifests the target's ally's mental strengths and projects them outward forcefully, causing a shockwave that inflicts crush damage, knocks enemies in the area of effect prone. So a lot of gamey terms in there. Uh, essentially what happens is that you can target an ally of yours. So in, this is happening in the game of Pillars of Eternity. You target an ally of yours and you use their mental strengths to their mental strength to project an outward force, kind of like a shockwave. I'm guessing that this is referencing the trailer that we saw last year in June at the very end when the, the character is building up the power. We don't know if that's actually Amplified Wave, but that was kind of like the closest approximate that I think people could see. And so that's a potential ability that we will see in Avowed is this Amplified Wave where you can, and obviously it wouldn't come from an ally, it would most likely come from you in Avowed, where you just, you take your mental strength and you force it outwards, as you, if you will, in the form of a very powerful shockwave that will inflict damage on people and also knock them down. I think that that could be a very useful ability in Avowed, especially if there's like a huge crowd, especially of small creatures that can be knocked over easily. This could be really good crowd control. If you're starting to get overwhelmed, you activate Amplified Wave, everybody gets knocked over, it gives you a half second of breathing room that perhaps you'd be able to collect yourself and, and figure out a strategy. It's a higher level, higher level cipher spell, so whether or not we have quick access to this, though, will be the kind of the question there. We aren't 100% sure about this next one if we did see it in the trailer, but there is a little bit of speculation that perhaps, perhaps we did. You know, this is all speculation, really, honestly. Um, and it is a ability called Soul Whip. This is another cipher ability, um, but you got this at the start of your class character. So you had it as soon as you started your character, because this is one of the defining traits of the cipher. A soul whip is defined as causing the cipher's weapons to generate a field of parasitic energy that lashes out at a target, increasing damage inflicted and generating focus, capital F, focus, for the cipher. How this works in gamey terms is essentially that as a cipher attacks enemies, they siphon off a little bit of essence, like a parasite, 
from that attack into their person and then they can now they have this essence within them and they can use it later on to cast some sort of ability that requires more essence right so how this might look in avowed if the soul whip ability is actually available is perhaps it will act parasitic in the sense that it will charge up um, a meter that we have I know when we I was watching the 25 minute video and if you go back and watch this you might notice it yourself that whenever the player character defeated one of the Zarups, one of those reptilian creatures a little purple dot was floating in the air and after a while it would fly towards the player character if they didn't run into it themselves and my guess is that this is filling up some sort of special ability or it is filling up some sort of maybe a magical meter who knows i don't know if it's like mana quote unquote but it's clearly there's something going on there and perhaps soul whip is an ability that you can use that does that kind of thing right so if these little purple dots that are floating around are ways for you to charge up a special ability or charge up your magic perhaps you can use soul whip to make that happen faster so if you are really relying on magic you can activate soul whip and then all of a sudden any of your attacks with weapons for the next 10 seconds charges that meter up that might be something and, and that's actually i think a pretty interesting tactical ability to use if you really heavily rely on magic then you probably want to have a way of generating magical abilities more often uh, we don't know how magic and casting and how they're going to regulate that stuff in avowed we don't know how that's going to work yet if it's going to be like a mana meter or if you can only do so many things before a cooldown we don't we don't know what that looks like but this might give us some insight into what they're planning on the next spell uh, that I want to mention is called Kalakoth's Sunless Grasp. Now, the the word Kalakoth there is actually the name of an archmage of the world, and the Sunless Grasp is this spell. It's just that Kalakoth, the archmage, made the spell, and so, you know, as all archmages and wizards like to do, they put their name into everything they do because they are really egotistical, and Kalakoth is no exception to that. Uh, interesting to note, there's a lot of evidence that supports the idea that Kalikoth is going to be in Avowed. Listen to one of my, listen to episode 80 or 81 where I talk about that. But anyways, Kalikoth's Sunless Grasp is a first level wizard spell, so it's pretty low down on the spell list, and it's described as the caster's hands become so cold as to freeze what they touch. This does freeze damage to a target and reduces their accuracy. So, the reason that we bring this one up is because we do definitely see at some point in the June trailer the player character casting out ice, you know, in the form of, I guess you can call them kind of like spikes, ice spikes from their person. It's not quite the same as Sunless Grass, but we don't have a spell in Deadfire or Pillars of Eternity 1 that matches this ability one-to-one, right? This is the closest approximation we have. Essentially, your hands become cold and anything you touch freezes. In the Avowed trailer, we saw that you could actually project that ice forward in the form of a projectile. I'm not surprised to see that there will be unique abilities in Avowed that we didn't have in Pillars of Eternity, because this is an entirely new game with a new perspective. It makes sense they would make original or unique abilities for this game. The fun idea about having a lot of ice abilities is that it would freeze enemies and it would allow you to control the battlefield that much more and and shatter enemies, which we actually see within the most recent trailer. This next ability is called Soul Annihilation, and I think this one occurs when you see a sword slicing horizontally, but it's imbued with what looks like a purple hue. A Soul Annihilation is a first-level cipher spell. So again, it's a pretty low-level spell, and it's described as a soul-enhanced melee strike that consumes the cipher's remaining power pool and converts it to raw damage on the target. Okay, so ignoring the gamey side of things, um, Soul Annihilation is essentially 
place soul energy essence into the melee weapon and it enhances the power in the strike and so the weapon itself has you know slashing or piercing damage whatever weapon you're using but now it's also going to have extra damage on top of it this kind of this raw damage if you will and so I could see that being a basic ability in Avowed where, you know, you have a weapon and you just you press a button and you imbue it with a little more strength so that the next shot or the next hit will be a little stronger than normal. Might be useful if you're trying to take down an elite and you just need that one last hit to take away all of their health. One ability that we saw a lot of in all the trailers so far, well, not all the trailers, not the first one, is an ability called Tanglefoot. This is a druidic spell. It's a first level spell, so it's one that you'll probably get pretty early on in Avowed, uh, which is why they're probably also really featuring it a lot. We have seen it multiple times. Tanglefoot is a spell that says, rapidly grows a patch of twisted vines that surround and entangle anyone unlucky enough to get caught inside. So this is essentially what it sounds like. A bunch of vines spread out of the ground and they like hold down the target inside that area so that they cannot move. Uh, you might be able to target more than one person. So if you have a lot of small enemies, maybe you can target a whole bunch of them to stay in one area and then launch an area of effect attack like a fireball after that. Who knows? Uh, you probably could also light it on fire and then that enemy would have to stand there while they're being lit on fire. Interesting thing to note, Gabe Paramo talks about this in the interview that he uh, they did with the 25-minute one with the Xbox podcast, I believe, anyways. And they mentioned how, like, Tanglefoot will hold an enemy target in its spot, but it will not stop them from attacking you if you get close enough. So keep that in mind as you're running around the battlefield. The next ability is the Charge ability. This is a fourth-level fighter ability, and it is exactly what you think it is. A fighter dashes across the battlefield in a flash, stunning anyone caught in their path. So this is like kind of like a ram action, or like you, you charge right across the battlefield really fast, and you hit something really hard for some big damage. It also gets you across the battlefield. This one is a fourth level ability, so it's not right away, but it's pretty early on in the character growth, at least from Pillars of Eternity, and it's not one I'm surprised to see. It's a pretty standard issue, I would say. Really fun to use, though. Like Anytime I see it in a game, it's always a fun one to use. So if you're going to play a fighter, a charge attack might be something that you get to use. One that we have for sure seen as a fighter ability that is going to be interesting uh, from even a tactical point of view is an ability called Into the Fray, which is a second level fighter ability. So you get this one pretty early on as a fighter in Pills of Eternity. No reason to think we wouldn't get it early on in Avowed as well. The fighter lunges through the battle, pulling an enemy into immediate melee range. And so essentially, we, say, we actually see this in the 25 minute one where um, you have a target far away and your hand does this like curling action and glows orange and that enemy flies towards you and they're kind of like stunned a little bit when they do that so you have a half second to actually follow with an attack afterwards this is going to be useful tactically because you could pull them you know if there's like let's say a hole between you there's some form of a gap i imagine you could do the into the fray pull them for towards you and then when they hit that hole in the ground they just fall in you could also pull them into a trap or a fire that you've set for example so that's going to be useful there. Uh, it's also just going to be helpful controlling the battlefield. Definitely a fun one to look forward to. Mule Kick is an ability from Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire. We see it in the trailer from back in June of last year. It's a third level fighter ability in Pillars of Eternity 2, and it's exactly what it sounds like. A powerful kick that knocks the enemy into the air and then prone. Um, so there was a, like, a brief moment on screen where we saw our character kicking a human, it looked like and just like knocking them backwards which you know has all sorts of uses if you're fighting an enemy near a cliff you mule kick them off there done and dealt with classic thing to use 
and also very satisfying i might add there's been a lot of games that had had like kicking mechanics and it's just fun it's just fun right like it's just good fun uh bullet storm had a f- really good kicking ability you know for for all the the charm that that game had the uh the kick power that, that your main character had in bullet storm was capital f fun i don't care who i don't care who you are it was a great time Next up is an ability called Flames of Devotion. Uh, so this is a first-level Paladin ability. Uh, paladins get this on early on because it's one of the defining traits that Paladins have. Um, so whether or not we have quick access to this ability in Avowed, we don't know. I suspect it might be like a little bit up one of the skill trees, but regardless. Uh, flames of Devotion is calls upon the Paladin's inner fire, causing their equipment weapons to burst into flames as they strike and adding burn damage to the attack. I believe the inspiration for this one uh, that Pillars of Eternity fans saw in the Avowed trailers was when in the June trailer, when the player character had their firearms pointed at a rushing uh, troll, or sorry, an ogre was rushing at them, and it looked like the pistols were like imbued with some sort of light. And the best approximation people could come up with was that this was something like Flames of Devotion. And it's not that different from soul annihilation that i had mentioned where you're like imbuing it with your own soul's energy but with this one flames of devotion it's it's kind of the same thing but it's a different flavor right and so instead of like psychic raw damage this is some form of a burning damage uh, maybe it's unique to pistols maybe it's especially useful with pistols maybe there's different flavors of these kind of things like soul annihilation and flames of devotion that if you're wanting a certain type of outcome or a certain type of damage you'll use a different one who knows Next, we have a 5th level wizard spell called Torrent of Flame. So this is a mid-level spell, I would say. It's described as instantiates a terrifying inferno of flame around the caster, inflicting burn damage on everyone nearby. Now, I can't remember exactly where we see this in the trailer, uh, but I do trust Ortis and his work, So, as well as the people in Avowed cast. Uh, Torrent of Flame, uh, whether or not it is expressed the same way in Avowed, we don't necessarily know, but what it essentially does is what it sounds like is it wraps a thing of flame around your character so anyone that tries to get near you is going to suffer damage Uh, this might be really good if you're trying to take care of mobs of enemies and you just need them to take as much damage as possible if they're all like melee fighters and it's it's just going to help you whittle down that that uh crowd a lot faster so that maybe you can take on one of the elite enemies or a boss or something like that as well, just like being covered in flame is really cool. I hope that there's like an animation mechanic where it like the camera zooms out for a quick second and you get to see your character perform something that lights them on fire. I think that would be fantastic. As well, I imagine it also could have several other uses, you know, especially if you're like in, you know, a jungle area. Perhaps you could light the environment on fire really easy. Um, I imagine if you lit yourself on fire, you'd be able to, you know, burn down certain obstacles for exploration purposes. If you combine Torrent of Flame with something like Into the Fray, you Into the Fray, the enemy, they come at you, and then they're kind of stunned for a half second. You're already on fire, so they start taking damage immediately, and then you hit them with a weapon strike. You know, it's just like a like a one, two, three punch, except with fire and force abilities, you know? And speaking of fire, there's a third level wizard spell called Fireball, which I don't think is nearly as overpowered as it is in Dungeons & Dragons, but same basic idea. The character summons a flaming ball of molten earth that explodes at a targeted location, causing burn damage in all area of effect. This would be the closest fantasy equivalent of a grenade, as far as I can tell. Uh, You have molten earth, right? So not just fire, but you have this molten earth, you throw it somewhere, and it blows up. Okay, it's a grenade, really. Let's just call call a spade a spade. Let's call a grenade a grenade. 
That's what the fireball spell is probably going to be. Third level wizard spell, so pretty quick to get um, and super useful. Uh, fireball is just incredibly a versatile spell to be able to use. I imagine they'll have more uses than just damaging enemies, you know, lighting things on fire. Uh, if you could like cover something in oil or if there's things that are flammable that can be used in the environment, this will just be a quick way to ignite it without having to overthink it. So really versatile quality spell to have. These next few, I'm kind of like doing three in a row, but we haven't seen all three, but we don't... I'll, I'll explain. So there's another set of Archmage spells. So like before I had Kalakoth Sunless Grasp, that's Kalakoth who made the spell Sunless Grasp. These next few are all created by an Archmage called Minaletta, who we don't actually know from Pillars of Eternity 1 or 2, but we know of through the names of these spells. We see a few abilities between both of the trailers where it looks like there's some sort of a missile based magical spell so you know like purple magic projectiles that just go towards the enemy and we're not and i'm not sure which ones are being used or which ones we're seeing so i'm just going to read all three minaletta spells and we'll kind of see what they are this first one is called minaletta's missile salvo this is a ninth level wizard spell so this is a really powerful spell this is something that you get later on in your character's progression it's not totally at the last level but uh, it's it's pretty up there you unleash a cascade of erratic missiles upon an area. These missiles release shockwaves on impact that deal crush and corrode damage in a small area. So it's essentially just a whole bunch of missiles. A whole bunch of magical missiles just volley into an area, and they strike everything that's in that area. And it does intense damage. It does a lot of damage. I think maybe the trailer in June shows something like that a little bit when like the camera is kind of tilting at an angle and you have these like purple projectiles going forward. I think maybe that might have been Missile Salvo or something like it. The uh, next Minaletta one is called Minaletta's Minor Missile, which is a first level wizard spell. It's pretty basic. You summon multiple unerring missile spells that batter a target. So it, it's what it sounds like. You summon up magic missile spell and it goes and hits the target for damage. We might have seen something like this in the Xbox podcast extended footage, the 25-minute one, where that Zarup is standing still, and then you have this weird runic circle on the ground, and then all these little tiny missiles just come out and hit the enemy. Well, it didn't actually hit the Zarup, it kind of went above its head, but whatever, you know, the, the point of what they were demonstrating was clear. This looks like it could be a, a Minolethus Minor missile spell. There was a lot of missiles so it seemed like maybe it could have been something else, but they were small, you know, and it was just against a Zorb, who's probably very easy to, to defeat in the first place, so it, that could have been that. The last alternative that it could have been w would be Minolita's Bounding Missile, but it definitely doesn't seem to match that ability. This is a third-level wizard spell, and it's the same idea behind all these other ones. It is a magic missile that you summon, and it goes towards an enemy, but a Bounding Missile will pierce through a target and then bounce towards another one. I, I like that we've seen Minolita's spells in the game because I am actually really looking forward to playing something. As someone who wants to play a gun mage in Avowed, I'm also really looking forward to being able to like just use my magical spells as guns sometimes, you know, to cast a missile spell, and especially since it is like a self-seeking targeting thing. I feel like I could walk into the battlefield, pick maybe one of the larger enemies that I know I can take down with one of these missile spells, cast it, and then just forget about it, move on to the other enemies that I can handle and focus on. I, I, I'm actually looking forward to being able to use that. So I hope that there's more than one type of Minaletta missile spell. I guess we'll wait, have to wait and see. Fan of Flames is a first level wizard spell. It's one of the more basic spells. And it is you create a cone of fire in front of the caster, causing burn damage to anyone in the area. It's essentially like a flamethrower spell. You know, you just 
you stick your hands out and boom fire comes out of them and you blast them it's like you, you know you know the spell that you get in skyrim right at the beginning to shoot out fire it's like that except you know this could be obsidian and it's not skyrim it's gonna be badass and we're gonna love it and the last one i want to talk about is one of the more cool spells in my opinion this is a fourth level wizard spell called pull of Aeora. Uh, we definitely saw this in the june trailer when the character was attacking what looked to be like dwarf npcs so like these smaller dwarves and the pull of Aeora spell is a wizard spell where the wizard summons a black sphere that draws all nearby characters toward it each time it pulses so and that's what the the pull of Aeora is so you summon this black sphere and it just sucks all your enemies into it i imagine in avowed that it might have a little bit different flavor in um pillars of eternity it doesn't really do much damage in fact i don't think it really does any damage i think it just reduces their stride and their accuracy uh, or something like that but in avowed the pull of aora might very well do damage so as the as this black orb draws enemies in and it pulses perhaps it does some form of raw damage or perhaps it just lifts them high up in the air and then they fall to the ground and that's the damage that gets done which would be great if you could pair that with some other spells right so if you could plant let's say like a fire ability where the ground is just on fire like a bonfire so you do pull of Aeora, everyone's getting pulled up in the air, you light a fire on the ground beneath it, so these enemies fall to the ground and they take the damage from falling, and then they're also in a fire pit on top of it, right? So I'm really liking so far what we're talking about when we see all these different abilities. There's all these this this different interplay that we can have, right? We, we can use into the fray to pull an enemy into a spot where you've set a trap or perhaps there's an environmental thing. They also have a half second where they're stunned, so you could hit them with something else. That maybe knocks them back and allows you to get a third attack in. You have all these different elemental-based spells as well that we were told through other interviews that the, it should interact with the world in different ways, right? And so you can freeze enemies and shatter them. You might be able to cover them in pitch or oil and then light them on fire. Or if they're wearing a lot of vestments, perhaps they'll just naturally light on fire. And we have all this seamless uh, gameplay going on between the abilities and spells and the equipment that you're using. Uh, we might also, as we've seen in the trailers be able to imbue our equipment with some sort of magical empowerment to to make them stronger and there it looks like there might be different flavors of that so if there is the soul annihilation which which imbued the sword with some psychic damage or something like that or the flames of devotion which imbued the pistols with perhaps burning damage it seems like depending on what style of play what kind of damage you want to be doing depending on the enemy or your role play you might have various options of similar abilities to do that kind of a thing and i'm excited for i'm excited for that having this wide variability in abilities means that you can really really nail down a unique kind of character that you want to play if you want to role play as a fire mage it seems like there might be more than enough abilities for you to have where you are specializing in fire and you don't feel like you are you know wasting your character points on other things right because that's something I th I'm sure people don't want to have to do is they're, they're wanting to play like a fire mage and they level up and they get all the fire abilities and now every time they level up they have to use it on abilities they don't want. So it seems like there's enough variability, but not just that, that there's interplay between them so that like even if you got, let's say you're role playing as a fire mage, even if you got another ability like into the fray, you can pair that with your fire abilities and ha just make that character that much better, you know? And so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how a lot of these spells will actually look in the game of Avowed, and I can't wait to see what kind of character people come up with to play this game. I'm talking about playing a gun mage just because, for myself, I feel like 
swords and shields are you know not not they're they're overdone but it's like you can do swords and shields in a lot of games right for me the magic is where especially in aeora when knowing the lore behind it that's where like the unique qualities come in and having guns in a fantasy world that doesn't happen all the time it definitely has happened in a lot of games but doesn't happen all the time so i'm interested in seeing how that plays out but i'm mostly leaning towards a mage kind of a build as in terms of combat anyways because that's just where my interest is but I'm interested in hearing from you people. What kind of character do you think you want to play in Avowed when it comes to combat? Like, what kind of build do you think you want to go for? We obviously don't know everything about how they're going to work in Avowed. We don't know really what the character creation or the leveling progression is going to go like. But just go with your best guess on what you think it's going to be like based on what we see in the Outer Worlds, based on what we've seen in Pillars of Eternity, and what we've seen in these reveal trailers so far. What kind of character build do you think you want to go for? I want to go for a gun mage. I want to shoot my pistols and cast lots of really cool spells, and I don't want to let people get near me if I can help it. I want to kind of be efficient in the battlefield, knock out the big guys, then take out the small guys fast. That's that's kind of my thing. Uh, because really what I'm interested in is going around the area, trying to pick up loot, specifically books, because I want to read all the lore because I'm a huge nerd in this game. Uh, so that's that's what I'm thinking about doing. What about you? What kind of character do you think you want to build? Send me an email, worldofaor at gmail.com, or if you have it under 140 characters, hit me up on Twitter, at worldofaora. Let me know what kind of character you think you might build in Avowed. Even if it's a stealth archer, go ahead and tell me it's a stealth archer. Let's be honest, I want to play a gun mage. I'm probably just going to become a stealth archer, just, just like every other fantasy game. If you find your trail has run cold, come to me with whatever you have. There is much I may be able to do for you. So that's it for today's episode. Uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed this one. I know it wasn't very heavy on the lore. I tried to include a little bit more of that in the beginning, but I really, really wanted to sit down and just kind of get your guys' imaginations going about, like, what might the abilities in Pillars of Eternity look like, right? And we only covered a small uh, section of abilities. I think it was only, like, 15 or 16 of them in total that we've seen in the trailer but there's obviously going to be more that we're not seeing and there's going to be a lot of inspiration from pillars of eternity for you pillars of eternity nerds out there are there any abilities or spells that you saw in the game that you're really hoping is in avowed what is something that you think would be great to see in the game of avowed send me an email hit me up on twitter world of Aura at gmail.com or at world of Aura. So thanks for hanging in there as I just talked about random abilities and what they might do. I hope that it got you a little more excited for Avowed and what kind of character you might build because I'm excited for this game and I want you guys to be excited about this game as well. Uh, so that that's all that's going on there. All right, we're going to close out the episode now. I'm still playing The Messenger. I mentioned that in my last episode, which is a game made by Sabotage Studio. They also made Sea of Stars, which was a great JRPG. Uh, the game The Messenger is like a 2D platformer action game that you would have got from like Sega Genesis era is kind of like how I'm relating to it. And it is tons of fun. Um, it is my 2024 game of the year so far. It came out in 2018, but I didn't play it till now. Uh, so, so far, it is my game of the year. It is super fun. The writing is very, very good. And it's also very, very funny. The actual gameplay itself is very engaging, very fluid, smooth, and just capital F fun, which is what games, in my opinion, are really supposed to be. Um, well, I mean, like, that's true in some sections. Like, sometimes it's good to think. Sometimes it's good to escape. Sometimes it's good to build something in Minecraft, whatever. But, you know, it's all fun on a subjective level. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that. That's not why we're here. That's what I've been playing. What have you been playing? Let me know. You know, worldofaeor at gmail.com. <laughs> if you answering all these other questions I have about what character you might play or what abilities you want to see from Pillars of Eternity. 
But as, but as well, if you have any other questions about the show, about me, about Avowed, about Pillars of Eternity that you want to ask, uh, not just to me, but maybe other people listening to the show, send me an email, worldofaora at gmail.com. If you want updates for the show, hit me up on Twitter, at World of Aura. I'll also occasionally put out little lore tidbits on there for those of you who are new to this world. As well, I'll be mentioning this through the month of February, and then I'll kind of slow down on it. If you've been listening to this show for a long time, and it's been of value to you, and you would like to contribute and support this show in any way, I have a Ko-fi account. That's ko-fi.com backslash World of Aora if you want to support the show at all. If that's not something that you're interested in doing, don't worry about it. No, no imposition upon you there. It's just there for those who want to do something like that. That's everything. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm your host, Eric, a.k.a. Gingerino. This has been a very fun episode to do, and it made me actually way more hyped for Avowed than I thought it was going to hype me up. I, I was hyped just researching it, but I'm way more hyped now after after talking about this. Anyways, I'm rambling on. Okay, uh, host Eric, a.k.a. Gingerino. I'll see you guys next time.